up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm joined by your Alliance Council President, your Guerrilla FC President, the Communications Director for the Independent Supporters Council, and most recently, also the host of the annual business meeting for the Seattle Sounders, Cameron Collins. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. I'm doing well, especially since uh, the Vegas Grand Prix had the second most passes of any Grand Prix this season. Uh, for all that talking that people did, this is going to be terrible. It was freaking awesome, other than the winner. So, uh, and the Sounders are playing in a playoff game this weekend while you're at Depeche Mode. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. The and this is an exciting time for all of us, F1 fans and Sounder fans and Depeche Mode fans alike. Shout uh, out to Hope yeah, for watching the on our Discord. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was like, we yeah. actually have, um, you know. We've kind of make fun of ourselves for bringing it up because this is not an F1 podcast, but we love it. And then it looks like a little bit of our love is spilling. Now, he could have been watching F1 his entire life. We don't know this, but he hasn't yeah. mentioned it yet in the Discord until now. So, yeah, shout out what? to Raze Jose. This is Scuttlebutt. We're just, we're just shooting it. You know, we just talk about whatever. We'll talk about uh, the fact that I went and saw the movie Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know if you know what that is. It's a new horror movie from Eli Roth. And then I enjoyed it very much. And then I shared it on Facebook and said, great for the whole family. Take them for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, you, so you did a trick-or-treat yeah. to get people to go see it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's hopefully they'll watch the lot. preview. All they have to do is click it to watch the preview. It's uh, it's it's wild. And it, but I, I enjoyed that it had a um, takedown of Black Friday culture, particularly pre it being all on the Internet. When people would like, remember when people used to like rush into stores and fight each other and and all that kind Stampede, of stuff, like trample, yeah, yeah. So that that's the whole premise of the movie. It starts with that, and then it's someone getting revenge for people being killed as part of trampling. Oh, so it's, it's there's a moral to the story, kind of, <laughs> kind of yeah. Brutality. <laughs> so, are yeah, you in, are you into horror movies? Oh yeah, I watched Thirty One throughout October. Oh look at me, I didn't silence my phone. Real failure there. You'd think my 25 years in radio would have taught me, but uh, yeah, I love them. I watch 31 throughout, uh, one every day during uh, October, and I've done that every year but one since about 2010, 2009. I remember you uh, saying that now. Yeah, and I used to watch uh, all the holiday ones during December for 12 of them, but um, I think I'm moving it out for a bit. I've been watching TV shows. How about you? What what's what's new in your world? What kind of entertainment are you into besides Sounders? Uh, my wife and I have been reading um, Hunger Games. I, I already forget what the subtitle is. Mocking Jay Part Twelve. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I we loved the books when they came out. You know, fifteen years ago. Um, 
and then read them all and went and saw the movies and i we completely forgot that this one existed and now the movie's coming out so yeah i haven't read I think it, it is out book. right it was at i think it was at playing yeah it right came out last weekend i almost moved yeah we're gonna go in a couple weeks you know about movie hopping you know that term where you go you go to movie one movie and, and then you hop you time you like schedule it out so you can just hop yeah. across the, the yeah hallway. they did they usually theaters do it so that you can't do that but they had it uh, so that there was one right across the hallway that started right as we got out. But, uh, uh, the, the, the friend, the lady friend I was with didn't want to do it. So I, uh, I said, okay, fine. ethical, very ethical. Eh. It's, you're not stealing from, uh, the, uh, movie theaters because they get $0 of first run movies. All that money goes to the studios and fuck them studios. Is that why concessions are so expensive? Yep. Because all first-run movies, they only get concession money. Interesting. Okay. So buy concessions at movie theaters if you want your local theater to survive, basically. Because they're not getting any money from your movie ticket. I did not know that. Yeah. Will do. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're going We're going to go see Wish with Gracie for her fourth birthday on, on, on Saturday. We did her birthday party a couple weeks ago, but... Uh, anyway, yeah, that's new. And then I'm going to Depeche Mode. What? I know you mentioned it, but I am sure we're going to I'm glad I didn't get tickets now because I wanted to go, but I would have had to go to Sounders. I don't, I already, I already missed the final game for Death Cab and Postal Service. I don't think I could do it for a playoff game. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm like, Death Cab and Postal Service don't play a game. Uh, now I know what you mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I get, I get where your point is for that, but, but like, I don't know. One, Andy Fletcher one of the founding members died last year. Right. Or was it early this year? Early this I year. It was, it, I don't, I still 2020 in my brain, so I don't even know. It just, yeah, that's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But like, anyways, it's just like, I go innumerable amount of Sounders games in my lifetime, right? Going to keep going to them. Like, yes. This one might be, if we lose, um, Nico's last and maybe a few other players. Uh, yeah, obviously. But, but like this, concerts are such a unique moment in your life you know especially for your big bands that you love so much because it's 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 unique to that moment not that the matches aren't there's just more opportunities to go this is our home yeah. i, get to, I just couldn't i just couldn't like oh i'm gonna sell my depeche mode tickets that i've had since pre-sale and i'm on the floor like no i mean they didn't come to our neck of the woods their last go around they're getting old they're my Alternate between one be A and one C bands, so like I'm, I get Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Totally. I'm going. And I love, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I think it, and Nicholas Biello, who's on the show a lot, is. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been to more concerts than the two of us combined, and we've probably been to more. More than, than anyone combined, actually. Yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> I think he used to follow bare naked ladies around the country. I'm not joking. Yeah, so like he's been no, to he a million concerts. So, uh, but I know for me, as the fat kid growing up. I wasn't dating, right? Like women weren't interested in me. I wasn't, I was introverted. So I wasn't like super funny and like the class clown or whatever. So I had two things. I had movies and I had music. So concerts and going to like movies have always been my two, like movies, obviously you can shift time and do whatever, unless you're going to like some grand opening, but um, they've always been my thing. And they've always like brought me so much joy. Although the older I get standing for an entire concert's a lot rougher. <laughs> but yeah. uh, while I still can do it, like that's why I love going too, especially yeah. being on the floor and amongst the, the craziness. It's the just a community, right? It's yeah. just like, it's just another sense of community. Yeah. And I love Which, it. I mean, it's, it's to me, there's nothing better than 
being live in person and hearing a song you love and just like it. I mean, I literally get like goosebumps and just like, yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling just to hear that. And this excitement and it's almost emotional, too emotionally overwhelming at times. If it's like a band I never thought I would see, right? Like, Oh, I never like this band broke up. And then now I've seen a bunch, but like the first time jawbreaker came back since I never got to see them in the mid nineties. Uh, I legit was like crying during the show. It was too much emotion for me to handle. Now I've seen them like six, seven times or some crazy number. And so now when I seem like this is cool, but uh, it's not like I'm that emotional, but there's something about music and the way we connect with it. That's so personal, uh, especially music from like our formative years, which is probably why you love Depeche Mode so much is when you discovered them, it was such a revelation for you. Uh, and I have tons of um, Smashing Pumpkins is a band like that for me where I'm like, I don't really listen to them. And then I went and saw them twice in the last year or whatever. And I was just like, dang, this is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I only grew up listening to the music my mom played in her shop, her salon, yeah. which she's an 80s kid, you know, yeah, she's so, but I mean, 70s, like, 80s. So, yeah. You were getting so I had Fleetwood mode. Mac, which I would love if that was even a possibility, but uh but like depeche mode the cure like nick and i fauna went to the cure right you yeah know? yeah um like it's just i can't miss out on those so anyway we, we're digressing we'll, we'll, we'll get it. but real quick before you get off that there's a podcast called ridiculous crimes uh ridiculous crime singular and it tells like the story of ridiculous crimes but there's an episode about uh it ends up involving fraud and stuff like that where at a time there was three different uh fleetwood max because there was the one that made the albums but then there was another one that was touring, but only had that didn't have any of the members. And then there was another one that had all of just Mick Fleetwood and no one else. And like, so it was this huge thing, and there was lawsuits involved. That's and people charged with fraud, and like, yeah. So uh, there, uh, check it out. Uh, that that uh, podcast, I really enjoy it. Ridiculous crime. Good shout. All right, I'll listen to it. You gonna open your um, beer? I am gonna open my water. beer. That is your. Beer. Liquid Death. Mm-hmm. Should get them to sponsor since you drink that every single right? episode. Come on, I actually, I have two beers left from the six pack, which was a variety pack from our local, um, like it's called Grain and Grape, you know, like a specialty mm-hmm. wine and beer store. So yeah. beer from all over the world and a lot locally. This is fairly local. It's P&W, but it's called, it's from Ex Novo Brewing Company, Pearl Haggard, <laughs> German oh. style Pilsner. Interesting. As in Merle Haggard, right? You got it? Yeah. German Ooh. style Pilsner. That was a deep, like, oh, that wasn't the normal beer opening. It was... Pearl Haggard. How was that? Okay. You know, I'm not in the mood for a Pilsner, but the other one's a Christmas beer, and I want to save that wow. maybe for, like, a last an episode towards the holidays, like an off-season one. I wish I remember. It is good. It is good. I'm just in my cold garage right now. So, Uh, uh, you know what? It's it's delicious, actually. It's it's sitting on my tongue for a little little bit longer than I expected. I had a really good stout the other day from a place in Battleground uh, that had a kind of weird frontal taste. But, like, when you first tasted it, but then it smoothed out. But, uh, yeah, one of these days I'll get some dark beer and join you because that's what I like. You know, your stouts and, and maybe your... Orders. I'm warming up to those. Yeah, I feel as I've gotten older. Like I never really was into them, but they're 
there's a time and a place for every style of beer, and I'm more open. I mean, when I was 21, it was Rainier or <laughs> Shots, <laughs> so, man, that's, which that's I have Rainier cool, in my man. cooler right here. <laughs> we were we were in college. We were drinking kegs of Natty Ice and Natty Light. So uh, getting getting Rainier is like a step up, man. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've drank. I had oh. I, I had Keystone days. Oh. That's for sure. There was a real quick. We'll get to we'll get to stuff. I'm sorry, guys, but for a while, Wal, Walgreens had their own band brand of like Natty Ice or Natty oh. Light type beer, and it was I forget what it was called. It was like winter. Nasty Ice. It was uh, it was so ridiculous, but it was like as cheap as soda. It was like buying a six pack of soda. So uh, mm. it, it was terrible though. So, uh, but if you if you know. Write us on the Discord if you remember what that beer was called. I do not remember. Yes, Discord. Link in the show description. Join us. Which leads us to our scuttlebutt. Um, most of this, I think, should be centered the annual around the annual business meeting that okay. just took place last Friday. Um, and really, Muffin Top Model starts it off. ABM 2023. Anything SSFC perks? Let me anything Sounders perks, basically any Sounders perks that fans haven't been taking advantage of. Any new news? Oh, 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 y'all can discuss. I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, so are there any perks that the fans haven't been taking advantage of that exist? And is there anything new coming up? Yeah, uh, that we can discuss. Why don't we take a step back real quick? Because some people might not know what the annual business meeting is. Good call. Uh, uh, We. Did we? Did, we may have discussed it. La- no, we didn't start. When did we start? We didn't. So uh, I, I mean, we might have. I mean, we started two years ago. This yeah. is it's our second season, but we might have mentioned it. But it's worth mentioning yeah. annually. Yeah. Um, so the annual business meeting is the uh, meeting held by the club and the alliance council, which is of course your fan government. We are made of and from uh, the uh, alliance members, which are season ticket holders. So you get. Uh, it's supposed to be 25, but there's a glitch right now, so you only need 20. So now's the time to run because it'll eventually go back to 25. Uh, you only need 20 votes to get on council, and you just basically have people who are season ticket holders vote for you. Um, if they are... Uh, Is there a limit to how many members of the Alliance Council there can be? Nope. Um, and we've never... It was really big when I... So I started in 2013, so I'm I'm a more than... like We're going into my uh, 12th year or something. I'm about to start my 12th year. So it's the end of my sixth term because it's two-year terms. And uh, we were used to be huge. But then once Cascadia tickets left Alliance Council and then was just split up amongst the supporter groups instead, uh, anyone who was there for supporter group purposes kind of dropped away. And that doesn't mean we're not parts of supporter groups. We're all I think everyone in there is a member of one or multiple supporter groups. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's more like we're there to represent just all the fans, not, you know, because... You know, Grill FC, ECS, I mean, those are the only two supporter groups now. Um, we have some, we have uh, secondary groups underneath us, but um, we have representation with the club. So that's, it's it's really, we're there to represent everyone else and not, and, and we don't get in the way of supporter group, uh, you know, business. That's their own business, nothing to do with Alliance Council. So it's a, a good uh, change of pace. So um, we uh, have this meeting every year and, uh, this year, it switched up a little bit. So usually it's it's a much bigger event than it was this year. But uh, I think... Big how? Like uh, more, big... people, more people. You know, it's... 
there there was an RSVP that went out, and everyone who said yes got to come. Uh, but usually it would have been pushed a lot more by the club out on their social medias because that's the way stuff gets it. But they were they were really focused on trying to uh, create like a special event for fans, um, like a town hall. It, yeah, a town hall situation, and it and so it took place in the regular time frame, uh, and it, it's you know it's part of that democracy and sports ethos that we have uh, as a club, which is is amazing. Um, Moving forward, though, we kind of we said, well, what is the point of this? Well, it's it's to interact with the fans and get all the information out there. But less and less people are even coming. You know, we've had huge ones in the past, but every year it's a little bit less. And I think COVID killed a lot of it. Mm-hmm. There's lots of purposes, but we we want to make sure that moving forward, it's an amazing event. So we made sure to hold this event. And then starting next year, the council will sit down next uh, business year. So probably January because uh, our actually elections are December 5th for the council. And then there may, who knows who I don't, I'm, maybe I won't be president anymore. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's running against me. I think I'm, I'm going to run, but uh, we'll see. So uh, after that, December is our first, first meeting of the year. And then we go into it and we're going to discuss with the Sounders, how do we make this event bigger, better, re-envision what it is. Uh, and then throughout the 50 year anniversary, the Alliance council is going to be engaged with them the entire time. Uh, so we're going to make sure that this is uh, we're not just having it to have it. We want to make it an event that people want to go to a marquee event for the club. So, um, you know, I think this one was kind of uh, much smaller and, and made sure that, you know, it's available to everyone. You can get it now online uh, through the Sounders YouTube or through the website, but also Which, uh, uh, a link in the show description as well. Nice. And uh, and, and we want it to be big. So. Uh, I was on stage uh, and hosted a roundtable with uh, Sounders majority owner, Adrian Hanauer, uh, Hugh Weber, who is the president of business operations, uh, Maya Mendoza-Ekstrom, who is the chief operating officer, uh, Taylor Graham, who is, he has so many titles. He's a CMO. I think he might be a vice president of something. I can, I can never keep up with everything because he keeps changing and growing and, and, uh, even like Michaela Purvis just just has a new position as of like two days before that event. So it's hard to keep track. That's who we work with on all this stuff. But uh, and then uh, general manager uh, uh, Newgarth, as we call him, Craig Weibel, Craig Weibel. And Craig uh, is is a quiet dude. He's not as open and, and talkative as he did not look uh, comfortable. On that sorry. Side. Yeah, so <laughs> he was definitely definitely had to kind of bug eye and just staring around. Yeah, no, he talks, so we, I got him to talk. But uh, so it, it was a chance for um, you know people sent in questions, so we had those, and we kind of gathered them into uh, which questions did we hear the most, and then people in person got to ask questions, and there was a long Q and A that was I think like forty minutes, and then everyone on the stage. I mean, I didn't need to because no one cares to ask me questions, but uh, everyone else people went up and talked to them and asked them questions. So well, they know uh, that they can ask you questions for our show. Right. They can go right? to Discord, right? Yeah, you don't have to wait there's no, annually, there's no Discord annual to talk to year. Yeah. <laughs> <year>. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was uh, it was a pretty fun event, and um, you know, I think I think there were some really important questions asked of the club, and the club gave some cool updates. So let's get back to rough and top model here. Then, is there anything before anything not anything that's new yet? Anything that like you mentioned during um, the ABM the 
selling back your tickets or giving back your tickets and getting credit for it, right? Yeah. Do, do, I think that's a really cool thing that yeah. we do, and let alone, yeah. you know, just that the Sounders do, that like any sport franchise does for their season ticket holders. Is there anything like that um, that fans maybe need to be aware of that is already out there for them and, and then go into maybe something that was mentioned during the ABM that is new upcoming? Yeah, I mean, I think that... That's like the biggest, we have the most uh, robust retirement program of any uh, professional team in the United States. You know, there's, I think there's some other teams that allow like five or six, but we're, I think we're seven or eight and it's the day before the game, noon, the day before you can return it. Like an, like an, oh shit happens and you can't yeah. make it. You can get full credit. Uh, and so it, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Like I just found out, I thought I had sold last night's Kraken tickets and I hadn't. And so I just found out today that they went to waste and I was super bummed because I haven't been to it. I've sold every game before last night, so I hadn't been to a game. I'm going tomorrow because they're playing the, my old team, the San Jose Sharks. But, uh, you know, it's it's it, things like that happen. So if you know you, if I could have just returned them and then gotten my money back and applied that to my account, playoff tickets, that would have been awesome. Uh, so, no, there, I mean, I don't think there was anything that way. I think, you know, it's just a reiteration of what is out there, you know, from uh, – you know, everyone gets an Apple TV code uh, in order to watch MLS uh, season pass. And that was is that just this year. Is that going to roll through? That, that will keep indefinitely. going. Uh, I don't know what indefinitely, but definitely they confirmed it would happen next year. And so every account will get one, one uh, pass for sure. Um, it, it was a, uh, and then hopefully T-Mobile has it again. Cause then I ended, that's how and I, I can watch games. One. Yeah. but uh you know that and and they mentioned the other thing was that for bars and clubs like introduce talk to clubs bars excuse me and introduce clubs to the idea of the sounders i mean if if you want to go to a dance club with tvs i don't know (laughs) but uh because the sounders are willing to work with them to because if they sign up for it it's the same price as it would cost us to buy it which i i want to say is 99 dollars a year but the Sounders will give them free tickets and make sure to promote them, like when we did. Um, oh, okay. Like they, there ended up being a uh, eighteen different bars last uh, the Dallas game away. Uh, you could go to, and if you gave the secret password, which the Sounders just emailed to you, so everyone had it, uh, you they would pay for a beer on your tab. So everyone got a free beer. How about that? And and you got to go watch the Sounders. You knew it was going to be on at the bar. And so, in fact, the whole bar was full of Husky fans. And they had to go sit in the corner on one TV because the whole bar took... And it was the USC game. So it was a big game. I was watching it, too. Yeah. But, you know, they, this, the Sounders... It was a watch party for the Sounders there. And they, I think it was it was either 11 or 18 for that one. I, there's been some other big ones. but uh, So there's a lot of bars. That's a clever... That's a clever... Uh, yeah, so the Sounders will work. Not that if, they need much of it, but that, yeah, that's a great. If they'll sign up, and, and the only way to get it for a, a bar is if you are on, um, I think it's Direct TV. But if you sign up for it and pay that $100 for a year, they'll make sure that people will come out and watch it and buy beers there, and they'll give you free tickets to the game. So they made a call to fans, like, if you have a bar you go to and they don't have it, talk to them. We'll figure out a way to make it work with them so that they can get it and we'll make it worth their while. Because they want it to be in every bar now that it's on Apple TV and not available uh, here in uh, on regular TV. Excuse me. That's cool. Yeah. So that's that coming that up. Was this cool. year. What's coming up next year? 
I mean, 50th year anniversary. Uh, we're going to see the opening of Long Acres. And so that's going to change a lot of stuff because you're going to have fields there. They envision stuff around being able to watch practices, lots of different stuff like that, which will all depend on, um, you know, different different things. But they're hopeful that it will give kids better access to players, which, you know, I think that to me is the biggest way where if you get to interact with the player as a kid, you get sucked in, right? You become a huge fan. You know, getting to meet Ken Griffey Jr. in sixth grade, uh, we were like in the owner's box right behind the home plate at the Kingdom before the game because we had my it was my friend's birthday party and we had a suite up above and he popped his head in and was like hey guys you know we're a bunch of sixth graders he's like oh what kind of cake do you have and Ira was like chocolate he's like oh man I'm allergic to chocolate or I would totally get taken out of the game early and come get some obviously he didn't mean that but as a sixth yeah. grader that was like the coolest oh my God. Thing ever yeah Bob, get vanilla damn yeah. it <laughs> and then. Uh, I think the the year was it that year? No, it was like the next year. I got to meet Edgar Martinez when I was an honorary uh, bat boy, and so like you don't forget you know, those moments. No, you remember. I, I met Rick Meyer when he played for the Seahawks, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's a uh, it's something that that's cool. So I, I I'm looking forward to seeing that open and all of that uh, what that brings to the club, and of course, um, you know I don't think. I, I tried to goad him into it, but uh, we did not get to talk about who the DPs were going to be. I was like, <laughs> come on, man, tell us the DPs. He's like, oh, am I doing that? <laughs> but uh, we did uh, We did find out, I think, was it the day before the meeting that Stefan Fry just signed yep. a two-year extension? I don't know if it was the day before, but yeah, he, is it two years? Two years, yep. Yeah. So super cool. And uh, I think, I think, yeah, it was it was a lot of answering questions about how, you know, how do they deal with youth players? How, you know, who's coming up, that kind of stuff. And, and especially because earlier that day, uh, a lot, some of the players that, that they had been hopeful would be one day moving up like Wallace Lapley, I think his name was like, he, he didn't get re-signed to Tacoma Defiance. So there's a few, we saw a few young players that maybe we thought would turn into something, not stay. Um, but you know, this is time for uh, a new a new mark to be put on this team, so it's not Garth's team anymore. And I think they've said time and again we're going to see a youth movement now, and, and we've got to rely on that. We're seeing it. We're already yeah, seeing we, that. Yeah, we're. I mean, come on. Uh, Josh just got called up to the was it the U twenty two U twenty one national team uh, or U twenties, whatever one that's it's above the seventeens. So he just got called up to the World Cup qualifying for them. U-17 World Cup going on right now. Um, I didn't notice any current Sounders on the roster or on the lineup when I watched the game the other day. But, yeah, so it, it was just – I mean, so here are the big topics. Let's do, the, let's do it that way. Uh, Apple TV, kind of what it's done. We actually have the most subscribers, I think, of any other team, if I remember correctly. Um, oh, really? Kind of Even where – 74,000 people going to Atlanta matches? Yeah, um, I, I believe that's correct. And then, uh, so we talked about the Apple TV deal, what it is, wh- what it's going to be, like how they're going to keep pushing it. Talked about uh, game times where Sounders fans really called for, we want games to be on a, a regular time. And for like a soccer what does nerd, that mean? so you know the Sounders are going to play every Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Now they might play... 
a Wednesday game, but it'll be at this time too. But you know every Saturday there's going to be a game. And so it used to be games would be all throughout Saturday, right? And Sunday. Yeah. So you you could watch every game unless there was one direct opposite you. Now they, like all the West Coast games happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can only watch one or the other. So you can't watch at the same time. So, um, you know, people ask about, you know, what, because, you know, some of us, I, I liked getting up at 9 a.m. and watching soccer until it was time to go to the Sounders game. It was, it was fun, but... Uh, what we've seen from the Sounders fans is that they actually have turned out uh, more knowing that it's a regular game time. You know that game is going to be Saturday night. You're going to start keeping your Saturday nights open. You're going to make sure that when you're making plans for your kids, you know, birthday parties, soccer games, whatever it is, that it's around the fact that you're going to go to the Sounders game on a Saturday night because you know that from the beginning of the season, what time it's going to be, what date it is. Mm-hmm. So you can just lock off that time. I'm always going to make myself available at this time. I mean, which makes sense. I mean, I yeah. mean, I I prefer that. I've said this before. I love night games. Yeah, like, I just too. I just, I love the lights and a lot, and a also lot of people being, prefer day, but the players don't. Well, so to me, that because then the players' day has to start at five. If they're playing at noon, they have to start their day at five a.m. They don't like that. They've made that and, clear. And Fry's got to catch the seven twenty ferry. And... I know. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah, it's it's a uh, plus if it's eighty degrees out and you're P and W or like me and like yourself, like I uh, sitting yeah. in the sun <laughs> for two hours straight, not not ideal. Yeah, so that was Apple TV. We talked about the fifty year anniversary uh, and Long Anger's opening and specific call out to the Alliance Council's hope uh, of a Hall of Fame, uh, so that we'll hopefully. Uh, have something starting around that next year. We'll find out, but uh, it's something I. What about a museum? That'd be cool. Like, what public access will Longangers have? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I think they're definitely going to have a museum there. They've been collecting stuff for it. There will be some public access, but I don't know how. Like, I don't. I don't know. You can probably walk into the atrium. Have you you've been there before? Haven't you to Longangers? Did you come to I any have events? Not. Okay, so there's a giant atrium, and my and. And that's where we held the annual business meeting last year. Uh, my guess is that there'll be some areas like that that are open during regular business hours, but obviously there's major off limits areas. So, um, it, and it may depend. Like, are they going to have bleachers? Who's? Uh, I, I sadly we, we ran out of time, so I didn't get to ask this. But like, is to- Tacoma Defiance planning on playing there? Is that going to be their home stadium? Stuff like that. So. Uh, we'll find out, but uh, I'm really excited for the idea of the Hall of Fame. This is something that I've been working on uh, five or six years, I want to say, and and it kind of it had to be longer than that now, seven years, and it kind of got swept under the rug by the leadership of the council at the time. And since uh, I've become the president, so I think four years now, I've been pushing for a hall of fame and especially around the 50 year anniversary. And we had a whole plan. So he sent that to the sounders and we don't need it to be that, but uh, we just want to make sure that it's, it's representative of the fans too, not just, you know, who's Brian Schmetzer's favorite, favorite player, put them in there mm-hmm. or, you know, who's Adrian's favorite player. Who's only owned the USL and the MLS. We want all 50 years of history to be represented. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, if there's only a way people could access the history of the Sounders. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, we talked about that. We talked about there was there was two other topics, um, but 
there were some great questions from the audience that I, I really enjoyed uh, hosting it and being on a stage. Uh, you know, some of the best questions came from ECS leadership who were there uh, because one of the things we talked about was the, and we've talked about it in the show before, of course, was Providence as the sponsorship, uh, this Jersey sponsor. Mm-hmm. And so there was questions directly around what is their idea of inclusion and, and uh, social justice? Um, there was questions around how do you implement moving forward and make sure that some of the disconnect that happened around Providence doesn't happen moving forward. But also uh, Maya told us about how what, what's been happening. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I can't quote them. But it's, it's not hundreds, it's thousands, over a thousand kids have already taken advantage of the uh, mental health care that they placed in the Renton school district uh, oh, wow. since, since this started in the like six months or whatever, since they've started this program and it's only going to expand. Uh, so that's amazing that you're getting health care for kids. Um, obviously I was against Providence as a sponsor and I don't, uh, I don't wear that Jersey. I still, I still would like to, get that off and put something else on there. But I do appreciate that the Sounders are uh, walking the walk for, for all the stuff they claimed around equity and justice and continuing to ensure that their partners push the envelope in those ways and, and, and provide care for people who need it. So um, yeah, it's, it's super cool. Now that, and watching the business meeting again link is in the show description to watch it the full hour and a half is on there it reminded me how much i love this club mm. you know you we're coming up on thanksgiving it's in a couple days we're recording on the 21st you'll probably hear this tomorrow on wednesday but thanksgiving is known to be the holiday where your family gets together and a lot of families argue, you know, we're, we're still human beings with different ideals and different political backgrounds and what have you. Right. But ultimately most of us, you know, love our family, you know, you just disagree with them at times and we make mistakes or they just, they don't think it's a mistake. It's just, this is the right thing for us to do right now, which is kind of the realm of where the sounders were this year with a lot of us was we strongly disagree with this partnership. We hear you. This is good business for us. However, this is what we're going to be asking of them, their support for our community and our kids, uh, to, one, give them an opportunity to... to, I don't know. Give them an opportunity to do something good. (laughs) I mean, it sounds weird to say to a healthcare provider, but you know what I mean? Um, But based on their history and, and with, you know, trans kids and, and yada, yada, we all know it. But hearing that is, you're right. That is walking the walk. And that, and the fact that this, that would not be happening and our kids are the most important. I'm a father. And the fact that my daughter's going to grow up in, in a society where mental health is not a stigma, uh, seeking mental health isn't a stigma having a a therapist that you regularly speak to i have one my wife has one like we all have our issues yeah um that we need to work with our inner monologue i i 
raise my hand. I beat I beat myself up. I have a problem with that, right? I, you know, I, there's I, some I, people that don't have an inner monologue. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry to ruin your point. I learned a couple years ago that there's people they just say what comes in their head, and I don't. If you're one of those people, please talk to us in the Discord because it's. I found out two things that blew my mind: that that there's some people that don't have an inner monologue, and some people wipe standing up. I don't understand you people. Talk to us. Sorry. Go ahead to your heartwarming. Wait, point. you don't wipe standing up. You stand up off the toilet to wipe? I gotta check to see if there's poop there. You just assume your what your wipe's done, and you just no, pull your shit back up. No, I look at it. Well, yeah, I gotta stand up to do that. What are you sticking your head between your legs? I lean forward. What? Never, whatever. Get back to your point. No, oh, I'm man, saying we'll they, they're standing. Like they're standing the whole time while they're wiping. I love how it's going like mental health and yay. And then we totally threw a scuttlebutt in there. (laughs) You don't want standing up. I don't know. I mean, mean, oh, our show is great. This is why they listen. This is why we have the stats that we do. I agree a thousand percent that uh, it's, it's important that that happens. And, and it's not just important for that program, but, because of what they've done and some of the other work they've done, which uh, you know I'm not a big fan of Regents because of what they did to me personally, kicking me off the rolls. They no longer provide private plans uh, to individuals, but uh, it's made it so it's been seamless for our players who then are getting the same level of care and be- having access to mental health care and other stuff that maybe in the past they wouldn't have had uh, in professional sports. So uh, that's cool too, It's so that you're having these mental health professionals, the, the sports psychologists that work, can work directly with our players. And I mean, I imagine whether you're Nico dealing with the ego of being benched and let go to one of these young players who's who's fighting for a position. Like, there's things you're going to need to talk they don't, about. And they don't know how to be an adult yet because they're not. And they, yeah. don't, they shouldn't have to be an adult yet. They're yeah. just in the world of adults, right? Yeah. Right. So back to my point of just like it just watching this reminded me of just how much, how special this is to have the democracy and sports that we have with the Alliance Council, the transparency and the the town halls that you just had, you know, with our ownership and our C-suite essentially and of yeah. of the club, and how they don't they're not forced on to that stage. They want no, to be they, there. They chose to be they, there. Yeah. They know this is going to better our club, better our community, and better our business. Right to and, to have this discourse, so and, it's and for me that's this whole conversation. Yeah, it's like it's a great event, but how do we make it better? How do we make it bigger? How do we make it more accessible? How do we make it entertaining in a way like the meeting's cool to watch, but unless you're a huge soccer nerd, you might not sit down and watch the full uh, two hours or hours. I don't know. Hour. I would I would strongly recommend just do it. Just just yeah. just invite yourself into this room that they are speaking to you. That's what they're doing. They're not speaking to the the people that were in that room. They're speaking to all of us. If you watch the, if you care enough about the games to spend money, then, then watch this. It's 90 minutes of your year. Then you'll have to do it again next year or go. Right. And I, I just decided to sit down. It's of course, there's no graphics. There's no intro. It's literally just cameras on. Here we go. And and cameras on and Cameron's on. (laughs) I mean, and that was part of, a very specific choice because usually it's uh, presentations. It's somebody standing up there with slides behind them talking. And I said, mm. yeah, that's just not, that's not that engaging. How do we have a conversation? And, and that makes total sense to me because 
well, I do use slides and I do have notes and stuff like that, which I had notes in my hand. You can see when I'm watching it. But uh, when I teach. Yeah, let's get you a three ring binder, by the way, or something. When (laughs) I teach, I want it to be a conversation. And so I think it's important that you learn better that way and you can keep it. The only thing was we had so many topics that we couldn't. I would have liked to delve deeper into some of that stuff. But there's so many topics and people makes it hard. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe we need to start having each one of them on a podcast episode and talking to them. Who knows? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of topics, there's a big topic we should also talk about. I think this was a good 40 minutes of uh, scuttlebutt. But the Sounders are in the conference semifinals. Are you prepared to talk about a little bit of Dallas and, of course, the big match coming up? Yeah. Um to the extent that I, I don't know much about LAFC anymore. I haven't paid attention this year. But otherwise, yes, I'm ready. Okay. Well, then let's uh, listen to the fight song and get to it. <laughs> Sounders are in the conference semifinals for what did did Maya say it during the ABM yeah, the 12th time out of 14 seasons yeah of 14 so playoff appearances yeah. or something like that yeah yeah insane Pretty fucking impressive um here we are and we're playing LAFC who love to play us in the playoffs <laughs> I know they uh they were very much rooting for our opponents of course I think and honestly who, who wants to play us right now? We we're not playing our best soccer still. I, I mean, I thought that great that game against Dallas um, that I willed into the existence because I wanted to be there. It was my birthday match. Yeah. Your boy got drunk, uh, <laughs> but that it wasn't a dominating performance. It was a it was a solid soccer match. We looked good. They had moments, but we looked like the better team. I but thought we still only had the one goal. Yeah, I thought from a overall perspective, it was our most dominant game of the year. We just couldn't finish. So mm-hmm. except for finishing, I don't know if I've ever seen us play a game where we could do whatever we wanted that way. We just couldn't finish. Like that game could have easily been eight or nine nothing. Yeah. And, and, and they I, had and a couple I, and, and I think that's where uh, I guess my we've seen that so many times. So that's where that's it's like we're not playing our right. best soccer is my point that scoring goals is pretty po- important. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't, it's really hard for us to score two or three. And I don't think, did they not have a shot until on goal until like injury time? I think they may not have had a shot on goal. Until Dallas. Yeah. You know, crazy I, like you might be right. Being also, fairly inebriated and our seats are on the south end so the first half seemed like man we are really dominating this match and then i guess it seemed a little more <laughs> slow for me one i was a little more drunk and two it was way over there but uh yeah i mean we could have scored in the second minute um with a header by christian rolled on that he just put wide um the it did seem like we were more downhill and that's what we need and i feel like that is pretty. They, they, they Downhill is what you need to do against LAFC. They had one shot the entire game. Are you looking one it up? Shot. Yeah, it was on target, but they had one shot the entire game. Hell yeah! Okay. And, and so 
And they, they did have 44% of possession, but I think that's because at the end we kind of let up on the possession a little bit. Uh, we, we, yeah, it was wild. Um, yeah, I, I, I was super impressed by us and, and our seven corners of their one. Like we just, that's how much we were peppering them, right? Like we kept bringing mm-hmm. it down and then they'd kick it away and we'd get a corner over and over again. I was, I was super happy. I was still, you know me, I'm worried that only a one goal lead is going to lead to us, you know, making a mistake. I think I said and got a bunch of lectures like, oh, we're one new mistake away from going to penalties. And, and I'm always, yeah, I'm always not even just new who, but it seems like we've had those brain farts. Yeah. Recently. We've right. Seen from, again, um, we've, seen whole... from we've seen it from Alex all this season. We've seen it from all of our defenders. Yeah. So that's always in, was in the back of my mind for this match. It's like, we're not two goals. Feel will make this feel dominant, even though the stats show we were dominant, right? And we looked we looked good. We didn't look sloppy, and I don't want that's not what I mean. It's just putting the game away never happened. Being the better club the whole time did, but a fluke here or there, we go to penalties. Yeah, and that was a go to penalties match. That was an extra time, and that I yeah. do not want to go to penalties with this club. I, I predicted it and thought it was going to happen. And I'm glad I was wrong, but yeah, I'm just glad a brain fart didn't happen. And the one goal, which was a, I mean, the, the goal got deflected by the keeper and still went in. It was on target, but the pass was really the highlight of that play. It was, was it pressure that got the ball back or just an errant pass out of the back from Dallas? Because we didn't, it wasn't a sequence of passes. It was, I know, yeah, I think, uh, I don't, I don't JP recall got, that, but yeah. I don't know if it was because of pressure, but I, I liked our pressure in that match overall. Yeah. Is, and that's what we're going to need. LAFC is going to do that to us. This is really a good, this is going to be a, probably the matchup of the weekend, I think. Uh, we are the the final match, Sunday at 6.30. Yep. But they play very similar to us. They, they're they allowed to dictate how they play. The, their coach, Chirundolo, doesn't over manage them and say each player needs to do this or you're off the field. It's kind of lets them dictate how they're going to play, which is exactly what Schmetzer likes to do. Um, Yeah. And And, they like to, they like to pressure and they're not going to hold possession a bunch, right? They like to be flashy. And when they're playing fast, they're playing great. Like he's, he, all it takes to him and he's got it. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that we're the last game. You've got the two Eastern conference games at two 30 and five on Saturday. Uh, and then, uh, of course, our time. And then uh, 4 and 6.30 on Sunday for, for uh, Houston's Sporting KC and then us. And, you know, Houston's versus Sporting KC, I wish I could watch that game, but I'll be at the stadium setting up because that those two teams are maybe the two hottest teams in the MLS right now. So for them to go head-to-head is kind of crazy. So a, just on that note, I'm going to go over um, a Jonathan Seagal's article or Call, whatever you would call it, on MajorLeagueSoccerSoccer.com, uh, he goes over his predictions of these four matchups. Um, he actually has KC winning that one. 4-3 in PKs is what he calls it. And I didn't know this, and I really hope KC doesn't win, because Tim Melia is a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven in penalty kick shootouts during his professional career. Wow. And... I don't know what the stats are for Seven Fry. I know we have 
one penalty shootout that really worked out for us and got us a star. But I'm not 100% confident going into penalty kicks. <laughs> and I, mean, that's I don't not like that stat. Yeah, we haven't seen Fry be successful in penalties for a while. Yeah. But and I'm not trying to get ahead ahead of ourselves. That's that's another match. Uh, but he has them yeah, winning, yeah. and that's crazy if KC gets to the conference final because of where they came from. Literally bottom of the, I don't know if they were literally bottom of the table, but right there, for the first half of the season, and they crawled back. But he also has us winning two one in extra time versus LAFC, and he says if anyone can stop Dennis Buanga right now, it's league best Sounders defense. Well, we should probably say slow down because the golden boot presented by Audi winner is in electric form, is in electric form, tallying nine goals, one assist in LAFC's last five games. And there's every reason to believe Yamar, Jackson, Reagan, and Stefan Fry are up to the task. The extra spice, Seattle get their game winner from Nicholas Ladero in extra time, adding to the nostalgia factor around it reportedly being the Legends last year in Rave Green. And with that, the defending MLS Cup champs title defense ends excruciatingly so i like that prediction yeah actually that would probably be my prediction i don't i don't know about the extra time and getting that specific but how storybook would it be for ladero to score in which would then be if we won his penultimate home match because we would get the home match for the final the conference final but every team on the east coast has a higher table seating than us they have a higher oh, record yeah. than us yeah that's the sad so thing the final is in the east yeah. yeah so we're gonna have to go east uh and people are already buying their plane tickets if they have the ability to change them right because a lot of people do uh if you're like an oh, okay i was like uh <laughs> what like you can buy a i guess ticket i guess you could fly into ohio because right. it's either <laughs> two of the games are in ohio one's orlando and i don't remember what the other team is. so uh, off the top of my philly head. oh philly yeah so, Which you could uh, drive to Philly from anywhere in Ohio. Yeah, but also if you're on Alaska and you don't buy the cheapest fare, you buy any of the other fares, you can just change it for just the price difference of the ticket. You don't have to pay yeah. any extra. So uh, I know several people who have already bought their plane tickets to Cincinnati. Well, I uh, like that energy into the universe. Um, but uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, I just thought that I liked that prediction. Yeah, it's great. And I was surprised by KC potentially making it. And these are just predictions, right? I don't think I've gotten one correct all year. I've gotten close. Uh, but um, LAFC is going to be a hell of a match. I'm bummed I'm not going to be there. I, Knowing myself, I will put myself in a bubble. If I doubt there's going to be much spoilers going to a Depeche Mode concert. I mean, they're choosing to not go to the match as well. But um, You know, they might be on stage like your own personal nico or they'll just you know have one of the you know screens on the back of the stage be the actual match or something that would be no they'll probably come on later but i'm gonna be too wrapped up i'm totally an in the moment person and i don't i saw metallica perform in uh high school at key arena and i actually was uh, a friend to give me a ticket so i was in a suite and uh they (laughs) they came on the stage really late and I would know why they came on the stage really late because the Bulls had a playoff game and they were all watching because one of them, I forget which one is a huge Bulls fan, maybe Lars. And so they were all watching the game and as soon as it ended, they came out on the stage. So sometimes fans are back watching their sports games too. Yeah. Well, 
I'd be fucking stoked if Depeche Mode were Sounders fans and, you know, like, hey, we don't have an opener. We're just going to watch the match and then we're going to kick some shit off. <laughs> that would be amazing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be there. So I really hope we win this one because then yeah. I will have another opportunity to go to a yeah, match this get, season because I won't be flying come. anywhere. No, me neither. So you'll get to come to the the Western Conference final versus the winner of Houston, Kansas City, if we were to advance. Oh, yeah. So you said you didn't, you don't know much about LAFC this year, but I mean, I know. What are your feelings on the match? I mean, Dallas is behind us. It's already a week ago, eleven days ago. Yeah. So I'm just we. I feel like we talked enough about that. We got about ten minutes. And left I feel like so, we only so. we only had two two players called up. Uh, so so and they should up? be back. Knew who got called up to Cameroon, uh, and I saw they after their first game they won like four nothing. I didn't see what happened in their second game, and then uh, Atencio got called up to the U.S. Okay. 21s or oh, the Olympic squad—that's what it was. Because um, the Olympic squad used to be the U21s. Now it's not. So uh, I think you have to have a certain number under. But yeah, Atencio got called up to the Olympic squad camp because he might be playing for the USA in the Olympics. Okay. But yeah, so Cameroon, Cameroon won. I actually didn't even see if he he played in the match. I assume he did because I believe he's their starting uh, team. Uh, you know they're. Uh, what position do these play for us? Left back? <laughs> so they tied their second game against Libya 1-1. Um, yeah, and that and that was today. I'm looking at where this was And then they, they, they won their previous match 3-0 over uh, Mauritius. And is that Mauritania? Am I, or am I just stupid? What? That was a good uh, good win for them. So they have, in two matches, they have four points with a three-goal differential and it looks like Nuhu did not start the game. Yeah, I'm looking. It was in uh, against Mauritius. So, um, that's interesting. But uh, he did sub on at one point, so he got a three point eight out of five uh, from Yahoo. Whoever does the Yahoo ratings, so. Good for him. I how you could? I don't know how you could rate Nuhu. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. Like he had a great game the other day and made up for a lot. You know, a lot of the mistakes in that first Dallas yeah. game. So I, I was pretty impressed impressed with him, uh, in in that regard. Um, I don't know whether or not he got any minutes in the other one, which, which is kind of a bummer. But at least he got to go out there. Um, so which he did not probably here tomorrow. Right. Yeah, he did not start, but and did not sub on the second game. So he's and you know maybe that was part of it. Like we don't want him to get hurt, don't play as much. But um, yeah. yeah, so World we, Cup we, qualifier. We, I don't we know would, if we would have much say in that. We would expect him. No, I think a uh, Af, probably Afcon qualifier rather than World Cup because like it's the Euro qualifications that are going on now in Europe. So World Cup qualifiers group stage match day oh, two good. of ten. Oh, okay. I would have assumed yeah, January fifteenth starts the African yeah. Cup of Nations. Okay, so they've already finished so. with qualifying for that. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be an interesting time. Um, I'm assuming he'll be back. He's missed the last two times when he's come back. The, the first game, and because, that, that was my point. He should probably be yeah. back tomorrow, right? It's it, I would it, assume it just happened today. Back. Yeah, I would assume so. And and even I think I don't remember what Schmetzer said. There's something with. Visa issues getting him back into the country or something each time. So he was delayed. But yeah, we've got a, a full week here or a business week, not a week week. But 
Yeah, and I would uh, I would assume we're going to start the same lineup we did. We've started every playoff game so far. I would, yeah, I and I'm a okay with that. Um, now, Reed Baker Whiting is healthy. I, we were told. How, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I think he, he's got to be on your bench. He's got, I mean, you have to oh, have Of him. course, yes. Yeah. Please be I don't on the think bench. you start That's him over Nuhu because he doesn't have the legs because he's been hurt, but uh, I think we see him play for sure. Yeah, he doesn't have the legs. He's, what, 17 now, 18? But he hasn't played for, you know, what? Yeah, he shouldn't start, but he, he would be a, a juice of energy a juice of energy what yeah a boost of energy along with with along with jolt there we go um along with you know nico coming off the bench now what is kind of a bummer is i do raul looked pretty good (laughs) yeah i I just don't think you're gonna play ball it's not gonna happen unless you're playing two at the top and I don't so know how Ryan's not the kind of person to do that. I know. To start a game. I could see him doing it mid game if it were necessary, but yeah, uh, especially with the way we defense, how defensive we are, because when we did do that against Dallas, now we were pushing really far forward, but that's when we gave up, you know, the third goal was because we were pushing so far forward with two. Yeah. Forwards. Yeah. No, it's the same lineup. And I go with, go with what everyone's been, Used to, you need to know the space around you without using your eyes. Really, you have to trust your teammates. You need to know their tendencies and where they're at. And this is what we've been doing for. I think this is the game where uh, Christian, uh, you know, he's been back and playing well. But I think this is a game where he he just dominates. I think this is where he he's his presence is going to be felt in a way that we haven't felt in a while. So it's going to be necessary because Wonga yeah. plays on the left and yeah. his brother Alex is going to need to focus on that. But however, if there's a reason for Bowanga to have to kind of look, I don't know how attack, I know I know how attack minded he's gold moat winner, but I don't know how much he plays defensively, right? That's been <laughs> yeah. Leo Chu's, like what we've asked of him this year is to play more defensively, but it's not like he's a defensive player, but he needs to... He, he, if his attention, his being Dennis, is being brought back into our attacking third because of how well Christian's playing and they need support over there, that only helps Alex, right? Yeah, I, Puts him I in a better him, position. He's more of a, from, I have seen some of their games. You know, obviously we played that. I think he's more of a sniper, right? He's, he's the one who's getting the ball sent to him and making amazing shots when he gets the ball at his feet. I don't think he's cr- to the degree that that we expect from a, like a wing. I don't think he's creating a bunch of chances. I want him as far away from our goal as possible. And <laughs> well, yeah. having Christian rolled on being a dominant player, a dominant presence in the oh. furthest <laughs> corner away from the goal he just would played, attract his help. He just played uh, on Sunday for Gabon. Um, oh, really? He had a, he had a goal Long on the Yeah. Oh fuck! Okay. In their so he's feeling really good. Yeah, right. and he's got his team uh, Gabon in uh, second behind Ivory Coast in the uh, Group F for uh, Afcon World Cup qualifying. Well, that's fine because you know what, Alex has been playing really, really well. He had a slump there in the part of the season. Now we but... noted it but without his brother, so I think that's part of what fixed it. Is his brother coming back now? Now they feel each other. True. Uh, yeah. So that's my only area of concern, right? I don't, I'm not really scared of Vela as much um, as maybe a couple of years ago. 
Oh is, yeah. Is it, he's still an amazing player, but he's it's it's like seeing uh uh Larry, Larry at the end of his career, right? Like He's not Maybe not thinking. like the last season of Valeri where he's no, coming off the bench, but close yeah. to it. Like next year, Velo's going to yeah. drop off. Yeah, it's it's not a it's. I mean, good for us, but it's it's it for a player that was that talented just two years ago was maybe the best player in the league potentially. Yeah, it, it's quite it's quite a drop. That being said, it doesn't take much for him to unlock something, right? True. It's he's he's kind of that that ilk where you don't need to run, you just need to put the ball somewhere and he's capable of doing that. Yeah. So he still needs to have pressure put on him. And I think that's JP and Atencio's job. Now I, I was wrong because, um, Wonga did have seven assists. I thought he only had like four or five, uh, but then he also had four assists in eight matches in uh, champions league, three assists in three matches in league's Jeez. cup. And he has uh, three goals in two matches so far in uh, MLS Cup. So um, he actually has on the se- like the season as a whole, he has 36 goals and 15 assists in 46 games. Holy shit! <laughs> so yeah, he's he's gonna. I, I think LAFC is gonna score. I mean, that's the thing is they're gonna score. They're too good. We just have to put in our goals and we'll be fine. <laughs> so we need to score more than one goal. Yeah, we need to score two. <laughs> we know we can score one. Well, we just got to get that second one. Here's the thing. When our defense is playing at the top of their game, we could shut down an offense like that. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. I really I, do I, believe that. Yeah, it, it's I think our, our wings on their when they're playing, like our defensive wing with with um, with Nuhu and, and Alex, when they are – a 10 out of 10, a 9 out of 10 even, they are really, really difficult to play against. Roldan's got that Roldan, low center of gravity, great intuition. New who's got, I don't know how you, I should even attack you because he's so unorthodox that it's really hard to do anything that a typical player would, you know, bite the deke at, you know what I mean? Um, And then Reagan and Yamar are just literally a freaking wall they are huge dudes that can also distribute win the ball and move it forward and And then fry is is one of the best keepers that we've seen in mls in run of play defending saving shots that you wouldn't expect keepers to save right you can only think of like maybe one other keeper in this league that can do the kind of things that we've seen him do and this is a good I, time to mention Fry. You know how we said because he didn't get nominated, it was because we had the best defense. So clearly, the Yamar has to win yeah. uh, Defender of the Year. Neymar, Yamar got third in Defender of the Year. This is some, what? Yeah, yeah, third. Matt Miazga won. So people, the East, East Coast, Coast bias, the East Coast bias uh, across sports, with the Huskies still at number five behind a Florida State team that lost their starting quarterback and only has one win against a... Wait, top. Washington's number five? I'm assuming we're number five again. Uh, we've been... We, we we didn't move up past them. So, uh, it's 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 pretty ridiculous that the West Coast just gets... Just gets look, because I think they're not watching our games because it's too late. So... Yeah. No, we're number a, four. 
Oh, did we four. actually jump? Okay, thank yeah. God. Jesus. Because everyone on TV on uh, Sunday was saying we were still going to be fifth. So I assume... Yeah, well, that's not... that. That's conjecture. No, I mean... Uh, we'll so talk Florida after State, this. This, is, this is a Sounders podcast. This is, this is Washington Huskies undefeated. It's Apple Cup week going into Scuttlebutt. I know we have some Cougars to listen. Uh, I once told a joke on KJR on the uh, Mike Gassineau show when I was probably 12 years old. Uh, I won a bowl of chili from Duke's Chowder because I said, did you hear about the fire in the Pullman Library? The book got burned. You've said this joke before. Good job, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apple Cup, baby. The last so, Pac-12 one. Um, so anyway, so what do you... It's kind of deal to keep playing, though, but yes. Okay, so how do you feel? I'm nervous. About this match. What's going to happen? I think we win 2-1. Uh, I think we're just too good to not keep finishing, and as long as we play our game... And play our defense. I, I think Buanga is going to either score or be involved with a goal in some way because he's just that good. I think we probably are going 1-1 late. And, and I don't know if Nico scores the goal, but I think he definitely gets the assist at the very least on the second goal to give us the winner. I think it's yeah, going to be like what? all the other games where we're up one nothing, then it goes to 1-1, and then we win it. No, and, I, and I like that. And I like the predict. I mean, you're agreeing with John, is it Jonathan Seagal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I, however, part of me feels like we are living rent free in LAFC's head. Mm-hmm. It's a different coach, but I mean, we, we were zero, zero down there earlier this year in a game that if I recall correctly, we should have won. Right. I can't remember. There was some, something that for some reason that maybe we should have got a penalty or something that they didn't give us. I can't remember what it was, but for some reason, uh, I just remember that we were, the better we were not the better team, and then we scored a goal that was taken away. If I'm remembering correctly. So, um, yeah, and then can. so, but we zero zero there. This is in Seattle. It's going to be cold. It I just mean, it, yeah. It feels like a match that what we've both clubs have done in the regular season statistically has no say in the matter. I yeah. think I think this match will live in that ninety plus minutes on the field and how this, how each club is built foundationally will come to play. And if anything from 10 years ago, God, it's been 10 years since the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl, <laughs> a better defense, the league best defense is going to can dominate a league best offense. When, when yeah. everyone, plays their role, does their job, doesn't try to go outside their role. I think that'll be key. I'm talking to Leo Chu. I'm talking to Atencio. And I'm talking to Nuhu. Yeah. And a little bit of Jackson Reagan a little bit. Don't try to do much, dude. You are athletic enough that you do not have to poke or stab high up the field or make a stupid pass. You know? Recycle it. That's fine. We we can build momentum and move downhill. We showed in the last match that we can start peppering. We just didn't have the quality finishes that we would get eight or nine goals, as you said, right? Yeah. And I think I, that I, I think the levy breaks here. If we can can play that way, we're gonna face stiffer competition than FC Dallas in this one match. But if mm-hmm. we 
keep that downhill mentality, but also keep everything in front of us and make smart passes. When it, the pass isn't there, recycle it. Every one of our players knows how to pass really, really, really well. New who makes some questionable ones, Reagan recently, and Atencio is growing into himself, but he is he finds himself in the right places and he makes the right simple passes correctly, right? And he doesn't need to do much. Leave it to JP, leave it to Rusnak, who, by the way, is uh, soundersfc.com, has an article. Uh, all of his goals have been game winners. All seven yeah. of his goals, including all the playoffs, seven, yeah. have been game winners. That's what coach said after the game. Yeah, that that is that is that's a fucking stat, man. Yeah. Um, so, so if he scores, Leo Chu. Yeah. Huh? So if he scores, it's over. That's we know that. Yeah. If, if he scores, the game's over. Like, yeah, you're right. So, um, oh, so maybe Nico doesn't get the game winner. There's your assist. Or so how about that, that's how about that's where I'm thinking that I think this is going to be possibly a three or hold on. This is going to be a this is going to be a three or four goal performance. Wow, I think we I think we put it together. I think we finally fucking put it put it together because we're the boogeyman to this club. We really are, and I don't think they, I don't think they have the defense to stop what we're capable of, and we have the defense to stop what they are capable of. If that makes sense, yeah. So, and let's let's not forget that they are not used to the weather. It's going to be the high that day is is uh, forty seven degrees. Lovely. But the sun goes down at four thirty p.m. So we're already two hours into after the sun's gone down. It's going to be high thirties when that dark. game starts, and it's going to be mid thirties yes. when that game ends. It's not going to be freezing, and there's only going to be a little bit of wind, but it's going to feel like it because it's it's yeah it, it it's going to be a rough game I think for LA to come up and have to play in this weather. Mm-hmm. And they're practicing in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. What's the weather in Los Angeles? I mean, obviously, it's not what we're dealing with, but yeah, it's it's nothing like it is here. But it, it's a little warmer. It's obviously. sixty-one right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was seventy-eight degrees earlier. So yeah, they're practicing in that. You would think they'd come up here a little early, just to cause, yeah, I don't know. But we're we've been used to this for weeks months yeah like the low today is at 6 a.m it'll be 56 degrees in la so if they want to really do it they should be out there practicing at 6 a.m and that won't that will just prepare them for like the first 10 minutes or something and still be yeah colder than that well they're at a disadvantage that's the home field advantage and that's uh, i like and i like it so yeah um i i have confidence going in more confidence into this match than i have i think for any of the three against fc dallas i think and the fact that you have three playoff matches under your belt um, should build confidence within the club and Schmetzer. Just like, okay, this is our lineup. And Nico should be well past the I'm on the bench now. Like, yeah, you so. know, this is what it is. Now and let's go fucking do the job. He's out there celebrating with the fans after the games, signing yeah. autographs. Like, he's, he's, he's clearly like, this is for the fans now. He gets it. And I think mm-hmm. that that will show in the field too. Right on. Cool. Well, I'm complete. Are you complete? Yeah, I think so. I think um, one more race in the F1 season. So if we make it all the way to the MLS Cup, we're not going to have F1 to talk about. We better find some other random sport to talk about to piss off well, our listeners. Well, what we love about F1 schedule is it's basically identical to our mls schedule actually a little sooner we start getting to see actually this last year for mls we were starting in january which is fantastic not going to happen this year not until 2025 with 
Club World Cup. But now it'll start back up in a couple of years, and Lewis will get his eighth title finally. That'll get rolling next year. But yeah, if you're into F1, Abu Dhabi, probably the most boring race of the whole season. But there's some fun. It's I know I know second third place stuff. Monaco is the most boring race. You know that. It's just it's because it's a a a historic course that people like it. But it's just as as some people say, the fastest parade on the earth. That's the most boring one. Come on, that is that's a fair argument. But at least uh, it doesn't matter. Vegas, baby. Vegas was fun. Vegas Mm -hmm. is fun. Yep. Um, Yeah. So. where can they find you? Well, James will bring us into port here. Yeah, you can find me at Legal Minded Punk on all of the social medias. And uh, yeah, I'll be at uh, Flatstick before the next match. Come, uh, I'm sure probably Nicholas Biella will be there. So uh, look look for me there and come say hi. And I am on uh, Twitter, X, uh, at Aaron Lingley, A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. And I will probably be at uh, my old favorite watering hole, Streamline, in uh, Lower Queen Anne. And on Sunday evening-ish, well, ish, but it'll probably be there around 5.30. Streamline's pretty great. I miss that place. I used to go there a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, well, was previously kind of what First Avenue West, and now it's yeah, over it's, by Second uh, Avenue. And last Roy time Street. the Seahawks played on Thanksgiving like they're doing in a couple days here against the 49ers. Last time they did was in Santa Clara against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I watched that streamline. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll be stoked to see my old bartenders there because I used to run the hotel a couple blocks down the street from there. So it was my get the hell away from my guests, go get a beer and uh, shoot the shit with my people. So happy to be there again just before I go to Climate Pledge. And... I'll try to successfully stay in my bubble. I'm pretty good at it. Um, but I would love, uh, if anyone's going to Depeche Mode, hit me up on the Discord, and uh, I'll try to meet up with you. You know great. what's nice, though, is you could always just watch it on your phone while you're waiting for Depeche Mode. I can't, you know I can't do that. I you can't. Can. I'm so... I'm, I, I'm so... In, I will be... Dude. All right. So I have found all... Found in my own library, live versions of every song that's on the set list, except for the Memento Mori songs, because they just... I'm not saying while they're playing. I'm saying until they go on Hold on. I'm telling you how in the moment I am. I am how prepared I am for this concert. That's all I've been... I haven't been listening to podcasts. I'm just constantly... I know all the words to all their songs anyway. But I will be spending all of Sunday in Depeche Mode mode. And literally when that concert's over, as the adrenaline is coming out of me, and I'll be listening to their music on my way home, I'll be turning into a, a Sounders freak again. So I, I'll be able to do it. I've only gotten spoilers a handful of times in the decade Don't worry. of I will, plus I will not TV ruin it for you unless it should be ruined. I don't even know if I want you to do that. I think for this, I want, I want, I want to feel a terrible loss if it happens. Okay. Um, but no, I, I won't be watching. I can't. I can't do that. I'll be in the moment. I want to. I social butterfly in these kind of moments so I want to be hanging out with people and, and talking to Depeche Mode until I flip the switch <sighs> let's flip the switch James take us away you can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt and for all inquiries including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities 
please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.